Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, this week's guest is the word woman behind some familiar big names and six-figure launches in the online world. Christine Bluber also teaches entrepreneurs to create the kind of content on social that creates leads and sales. So I am very excited to hear her process about that because I want to steal it. Hey, Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, Diane, thanks for having me. Let's kick off with a bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. So I started my copywriting business in the spring of 2016. And I was kind of pivoting off of a past career in the health and wellness world. I'd spent like a decade in that industry, I'd started an online business. And, you know, at that point was kind of going through a major health crisis myself and went through a lot of life changes, decided that I needed a different career, a different job. And I started kind of just teasing around the whole copywriting thing. I randomly got had a friend hire me for a project. And then I, you know, started to put my, my dip my toes a little further in and realized that I was really onto something that I was really like good at, and that could be a really profitable business. So, you know, went started on that journey. And I spent, you know, probably two and a half years focused exclusively on done for you copywriting for clients. I kind of niched into the online launch space and worked with a lot of coaches and course creators and things on these really big launches. But I was really struggling to grow my own business. And I, you know, I was when I started copywriting, like I said, I was having health issues. And I was kind of like, what can I do for a few hours a day, like propped up in bed while I deal with like my health. And I was really resistant to going all in on marketing myself and putting myself out there. And I struggled a lot the first couple of years kind of relying on referrals and a lot of feast and famine kind of revenue cycles. And then in 2018, I I was like really ready to to go like make it like a full time thing. But I was like, I don't know what to do (laughs) with myself. I still, you know, hadn't, hadn't fully decided that I was willing to like, really be visible, you know, as a copywriter Mm -hmm. and put myself out there. And then later in that year, I, I was like, it's, it's now or never, or like, I'm gonna have to like find a job or something because, you know, finances were in uh, a rough situation at that point. So I, you know, I invested in some help, I hired a coach, and I committed to getting very visible, I went from like zero to 100. But within three months, I went from averaging around like 12 to $1,500 a month to having my first five figure sales month by implementing some strategic content on social media. And over the next year, that continued to serve me very well. And then I decided that I was going to see if other people were interested in learning how to do what I was doing. You know, I kind of teased the idea for a program where I would teach people how to write captions that would bring clients to them and other opportunities as well. Because during that time, I was, you know, people were reaching out. I wasn't pitching anything, but people were reaching out to me asking if I would, you know, write their copy, but 
They were also asking me for interviews. They were uh, inviting me to be on summits and things like that. And so, yeah, so I launched a program called Social Posts That Sell. And I started teaching entrepreneurs how to do what I was doing, basically turn their social media accounts into these mini sales funnels that brought in clients and collaborations. And I've been doing that for the last almost two years now, guiding people through that program and continuing to, you know, refine that for my own business, teaching other people how to do it. And it actually does work for others. My students are having awesome results with that as well. So that kind of brings me to the present. Like I have a, I do a little bit of launch copywriting as well. And then I help people with their social sales and messaging to bring in leads and clients. And how does that differ? So like writing social media posts to convert into leads and into clients, how does that differ from writing, say, website copy, sales page copy to convert into clients? Yeah. So there's actually a lot of similarity and that's kind of I think that's why I had such good results right off the bat, because in my mind, I was like, okay, well, what's the difference really between an email that I'm using to sell to my audience and like a social media post, the post might be slightly shorter. That's really like, that's kind of how I approached it. So I took what I knew about conversion copywriting, and I just applied those same principles to my captions. So there is a lot of overlap. One thing that I really love about social media and one of the reasons why I've gravitated towards that and enjoy teaching that as opposed to say website copy is that there's so much room for experimentation in social media. You with a website, it's like you write it and then it goes on your website and it sits there. It's static. You, you over time will know like what's working and what's not. But with social media, it's almost like instantaneous feedback. You can kind of test different messaging, try different things, see what people respond to. And then you also have the opportunity to interact with people in real time to develop relationships, have conversations. So you aren't just relying on like a form on your website to like capture someone you can, you know, start chatting with someone in the comments of your post and then, you know, guide them further into your sales process almost immediately. And I I love that. It sounds like kind of the dream, you know, we're investing so much time in social media and it goes nowhere. That's probably the biggest complaint I hear from people who are like, how do I get more clients? It's like, I'm doing all the things on social and it doesn't convert. So you know what my next question is going to be? How do we get social media to convert? Yeah, yeah. So like I was just talking about, when you think of your social media posts as along the same lines that you would other types of sales copy, as opposed to, I think the way that a lot of people use social media is to post just like updates about their life, you know, behind the scenes stuff is good and like telling stories and things like that, I think, but a lot of people will just, you know, they'll post up a picture of, some like them and their uh, significant other with just like a happy Valentine's Day or something like that. And like, that's cute. And a lot of people might like it, but it's not actually like, it's not guiding people into your business. I actually don't spend a ton of time on social media unless I'm actively like engaging and having conversations with people. And one thing that I realized is when your content when you post, I call it strategic content where you are one, speaking directly to your ideal clients, you're doing it in a way that grabs their attention. So I think part of the problem is there's a lot of content that's just sort of like watered down and samey samey, and it just sort of gets lost. And then when you are, you know, reframing that back into like, what is your expertise? And what is the value of what you do? 
when you're doing things like, you know, busting people's objections in your content, sharing social proof, actually talking about your offer and inviting people to take the next step. When you do all of those things, then your content starts to actually work for your business. It's the same. I, I really encourage everyone to think of their social media posts like they would like an email sequence, like a nurture sequence or a sales sequence. You don't just like post a random thing about like, oh, look at this thing I had for dinner last night. Um, in the middle of your email sequence, like every email has like a purpose. So <laughs> you, you can do the same thing with your social media content. I like that as a way to think about it. As you were talking about it, I was thinking through the pieces of like my sales page, like I would write a sales page in a very specific order, the same way every single time, obviously with different words, but in the exact same kind of blocks. And it's never occurred to me that actually block one could simply be post one and block two could simply be post two. Or like you say, in that nurture sequence or welcome sequence or sales sequence, simply using Instagram to deliver the email. I think like my brain's just exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Because now that you say it, I can't unsee it. <laughs> That's not and yet thing. it's never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. So do you find that when people start into your program around social media selling, that they have that same moment? Or is it just me who's like completely, despite being on Instagram all the time, has never had this realization? Yes. So people definitely have ahas around this. And I think part of it is, and you know, I obviously I use Instagram as my main profile, but this stuff works on Facebook, I've had students use the same concepts on LinkedIn, the approach that a lot of people take to social media is one where it's like an entertainment piece. And I think we've all been sort of conditioned to think of social media as an entertainment thing, because for most of us, I'm guessing like when we joined Facebook in, you know, the 2000s, we were using it as a way to just, you know, look at pictures from our friends and things like that. And so when people start businesses, they tend to continue to use social media in kind of the same way. There can be some awkwardness, I realize, around making that transition to I'm using this for my business, and I'm talking about my business, and I'm, you know, talking about what I sell, which brings up a whole other (laughs) can of worms around the whole the sales piece. But when you start to think social media less as a a thing for entertainment and more as a way to, you know, gather people around like your cause and the thing that you that you the way that you serve, then it it serves your business a lot more. I feel like in this moment that you have just like freed up so much space for me mentally because it's almost like now I don't have to think about what to write about on social because I know it. I've I've already written it. It's just now thinking about, okay, how do I cover that in a different way? I always joke with people that there probably isn't an Instagram course or membership that I haven't at least been a member of at, at some point. And I've had all the advice, do the buckets, do the this type of content, do the that type of content. And like for me, it's almost too restrictive and yet not restrictive enough. For me, writing when I have to do it is very uncomfortable. Writing when it's fun for me, great. So I think even though this is like, hey, you need to really think about this in this really refined way may appear constricting. For me, I feel like you just like blew my Instagram wide open. (laughs) I I will take that. I'm happy to hear that. So definitely one of the things I hear while we stay on Instagram is I hate Instagram. As it's your main space and you've made it work for you so well, do you have any tips for that person? 
So A, I think it would help them if they started selling on Instagram. That would probably make them like Instagram a bit more. But I know you said you're not on there the whole time. So how do you have your relationship with Instagram set up? Yes. Okay. So I will say when I started really focusing on content in 2018, I was producing a lot of content. So I was on Instagram. I also, my coach talked me into opening a free Facebook group. So I was there as well. I was doing a live video every week in there, posting every day in the group, posting like four to five times a week in my feed and on Instagram stories every day. And it was a lot. So the system, and I still use this, I just don't crank out as much con as much uh, volume is to create content separate from the platforms. So like I do all my content creation in Google Docs. So I'm not actually in Instagram or in Facebook trying to come up with stuff with all like the bells and whistles buzzing around trying to distract me. So it saves time, it allows me to be more focused. And then I don't necessarily, I am at this point manually posting my Instagram posts, but like, I don't necessarily have to, like, I could just hand this to my VA and have someone else schedule it and like never only go in to Instagram to check messages, you know, whatever I could, you can essentially hand outsource all of the posting to someone else if you want to. But that separation of like creating your content outside of a platform, I've found to be like a really solid way to just spend less time. Because like, no matter what our intentions are, like, it's so hard not to get sucked in when we open up a platform. So there's that, I would say that is kind of like the first step. I would also invite people. And this, this is like, no matter what platform you feel like you hate, like question your and decide if you actually need to be on that platform. I think sometimes people are like, Oh, but like Instagram's working really well for these people. So I have to be over there, even though I despise it. And I hate every moment that I'm on there. I'm not a fan of like doing things that you really hate in your business. So and there's other platforms. So if you if there's one you like better, go use that one. Every platform can work. I know there will be talk about like, oh, Facebook's dead or like whatever, but it's actually not true. There's people with, you know, million dollar businesses who just use Facebook, you know what I mean? So pick the place where you actually want to be. So I'm in my Google Doc and I'm writing my content. I'm all about how many different places can I put this? This is like an Instagram post and an email and can I go on LinkedIn? And I think people really struggle with that when I talk to them about like, okay, how are we repurposing that? They're like, well, it's an Instagram post. So it's a bit too fun for LinkedIn. But I guess if you started in Google Docs with the idea, it can then just morph into any of them. Or is it a case of, hey, what you post on Instagram, you can post the exact same thing on LinkedIn and it will still work if you're following your social strategy. Yeah, totally. You can absolutely post all of your content across all of the platforms without what like without alteration. Sometimes like if you have something on Facebook, and you go to try to post it on Instagram, like they only allow so many characters, so you might have to like shorten it. If you posted something on Instagram, and you want to send it out as an email, you might want to add a little bit more to just like beef it up a little bit. But essentially, I hear this a lot. This is like actually one of the biggest things when people come into my program is they're like, I, I feel like I have to create so much content. And because they don't want to post it across multiple channels. And there's, you know, there's a few things you can do. One, you can just be like, you know what, it doesn't matter and just do it. Another thing is like, you can this week's Instagram content could be next week's Facebook content. So you can stagger it. Yeah, there's, but I would say like, if you're feeling a little shy about posting things across platforms, do it because you will just save yourself a lot of trouble. 
And I will take it one step further and say that I actually reuse the same exact posts, like for my launches and things. Like if you scroll back to when I launched in October and look at the posts, you're going to see those same exact posts the next time I launch my program. I also will copy and paste. So I have like my origin story. It's probably been shared in almost the exact same form at least a dozen times in the last two years because I just copy and paste it every couple months. We don't have to constantly be cranking out brand new content every single time. Repetition is your friend. I have followed you for years probably and I would I would read your origin story tomorrow like it was the first time I was reading it because I've had so much other content just blasted at my eyeballs but when it's your content you do think like oh my goodness like I've already said this this sounds familiar to me so everyone's gonna know and then it's that paralysis moment so I like that you have said that I think also your content has a very unique point of view like somebody used one of your pictures and credited you I checked they credited you recently and I knew immediately that it was your picture you have a graphic with the book and the handwriting on it but you have a very like unique point of view like even if I didn't see the graphic and I heard the words I would be fairly confident that they came from you so how do we get to that level where someone is actually seeing our content even when it's reposted and knowing that it's us yes I love this question So this is something this kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier about how a lot of people post content that's kind of watered down and samey same. And so I decided that I wasn't going to post the same old quotes and the same old messages and use the same exact talk about things in the same exact way that everyone else is. Like if you look at my content, the topics are not new. Like the general topics are the same thing that everybody pretty much talks about in online business. But I make it a point to just put my own spin on it. So just by making up like different ways to talk about the same things. And one of the things that I do, and this is something that I think that everyone should do is I quote myself. So instead of finding the same old quote unquote, like girl boss quote, and posting that up or posting quotes by famous figures who everyone has seen, because, you know, I could post a Martin Luther King quote, and someone might see that and think like, Oh, I love that quote. But they're not going to think about me. You know what I mean? They're not, that's not going to make me stand out or be memorable. But when I quote myself, when I make up my own way of saying something, then after a while, people start to see that again and again. And that's how you stand out. That's how you become what I call unmistakable. And I believe that it's kind of a combination of being a little bit polarizing. So you'll notice like in my quotes, like, A lot of them are just straight up like calling things out or just like, you know, I, I'm a fan of, you know, swear words and stuff. So I use a lot of that in my, in my posts. And then I also went, took it a step further and came up with my own style of like creating a graphic, which is what you mentioned with the, I just have like a little cheap notebook that I write in with a Sharpie and I write my quotes in this notebook and take a picture with my phone. It's really low tech. But yeah, I think that something that everyone can start to do is if you're thinking about a message to share, or if you're thinking about, I know quote cards are like a really big thing on Instagram, but you'll notice that there's a lot of people just sharing the same words. So think about like, how can I like 
come up with a different way to say this that isn't just the same thing that everybody else is saying. And don't be afraid to be a little bit polarizing, meaning say what you actually think, not just what feels safe. Yeah. So I want to flip it now. And I want to know what's the thing that you see on Instagram that just makes you cringe? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like one, one big mistake. I mean, there's from a copywriting perspective, I think we've kind of already talked on it. People just aren't talking about people aren't talking to their ideal clients. They're thinking too much about themselves and like what they feel like posting instead of thinking about what their ideal client needs to hear. And they're not like not making offers like as a business owner, if, if people don't know what you sell, What's the point of even being on social media? And again, that's when people think that it's like a huge time suck. But I think honestly, my biggest pet peeves with social media don't even happen in the feed. They happen in DMs. So like the, hey girl, join my challenge. Or like, I got a Facebook message that was recently that was like, hey girl, do you wear leggings? I was like, I don't even know where this is going. So just these like, like, People trying to just sell without any sort of connection. You know, I, I tell people that, you know, I have this way of connecting with people in DMs. And when I go to share information about like what I sell, nobody ever says, no, they don't want that. Or they don't say, no, they don't want the information. They might not join the thing, but like there's a way to sell to people so that they feel very comfortable receiving the information that you have and you feel really comfortable giving it because you know you're coming from a place of service and not just spamming people, which is, I think, my biggest Instagram pet peeve. Yeah, I think every time, so I have a lot of infographics on my feed at the moment and then every now and then I'll put like like a face photo on there and every time I put the face photo on there, I get somebody trying to sell me shampoo. <laughs> Like, have you heard of the curly girl method? Or like, have you heard of this like MLM for shampoo or whatever? So yeah, I agree with you. I just delete and block. Yeah, same. Block and delete. I don't, I I have to, I don't have the time to reply to people who are just like trying to sell me Instagram followers or sell me, you know, spots in Yahoo Finance or whatever. Like, I'm just not... I'm not interested. But for those of you listening to this, just know that there are ways. I think the problem, the biggest problem, and I think obviously I get annoyed by these messages, but also it really does a disservice to the people who want to show up and actually be of service because we automatically start to think that, well, all these people are using these really gross tactics. So if I'm going to sell on social media, I have to do that too. I have to do things that I don't like, that don't feel good. And that's definitely not the case. When you are really coming from a place of service, like people will know that that's your, that's your intent. And, you know, you just have to treat people like people and have conversations rather than throwing links in people's faces. Well, this has been amazing. I feel like I've had like my Instagram mind opened and I'm thinking about that content in a whole new way, which is very exciting because Instagram has kind of been my like micro blog for a while. So how do people get started with this? So the easiest way to get started, I have a free training that can help you understand what you need to know about your ideal client and share online the different ways that you want to be or the different things that you want to share in your content to set it up the way I have where you can really post less 
but get better results and attract more clients. And then also how to get those DM conversations started in a really easy way that feels good for everyone. So that free class, it's called Three Keys to Social Media Posts that Sell Out Your Services. Yeah. And I would love for you to check it out. I will definitely link that in the show notes. So to finish up, I like to ask my guests a couple of questions. First one, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? Yeah, I think it is essentially it's like around my time. The the more, the further that I go into business, like the more protective I am. And this year, like the goal is like 20 hour work weeks. So yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch on your social media, like how you're building to that and and structuring it and thinking about it. It's fascinating to watch. Finally, what's the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've ever been given for your business? We'll just keep it tied into this Instagram theme that we've had today. So it was recommended to me to hire a service that did like follow unfollow to gain followers for me on Instagram. And it was it was terrible. It was like the worst I mean, zero qualified leads from that experience. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with someone the other day where they're like, if you do this, if you do engagement in this way, people are going to think you're following and unfollowing. Like, don't follow unless you actually are interested in the account. Agreed. Like, watch the account for a few days, decide if they're your cup of tea. But yeah, gosh, that was all the rage a couple of years back. People people still do it. I still, I still see people chatting about it in Facebook groups and stuff, but I actually hired a service to do it for me. And I mean, the the concept itself is a little flawed, but then like having other people who aren't you follow random accounts is just, I mean, (laughs) it's pointless. Yes. Instagram, all the joys. Awesome. Well, I think people are probably going to want to have a look at what you're creating and follow you and continue this conversation with you. I'm going to guess that Instagram is probably where you would choose for them to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm at Christine Bluebaugh over there. I would love for you to come and say, hey, send me a DM. I'm very approachable and love to chat with people. So yeah, tell me where you came from and I can't wait to meet you over there. Awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to go and implement all of this. Awesome. Thank you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please head to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review.